Benefield. Hello, hello. And you tweeted out just before we started recording that you're coming in hot. So. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but as you're laughing know. and the ice cubes are jingling, and <laughs> this is a good jingly one for you. I am. Uh, I'm drinking uh, Moscow Mule. Uh, I picked up a, a lovely um, kit for them from local business, Lawless Distilling, uh, which you've been to several times yes. um, who obviously are not able to be open in a, in a you know normal way during this but they have adapted and one of the ways they've adapted is to create these kits that you can order and come and pick up twice a week and it's <laughs> it's kind of funny you pull up and you know what it's like it's it's like this sort of concrete bunker there's no windows so they just kind of have their door open as long as the weather is okay. And there's a table wedged in the door so you can't even walk in. And they see you come up and then this guy in like rubber gloves and the full mask and all that comes and sits your order on a table and uh, walks away. And then you walk up and grab it. So, uh, again, thanks to Lawless. It's uh, a delicious Moscow mule, if I may say so myself. Nice. How did you make it through the week? Um, you know, it's been it's been busy. Um, I think the last time we recorded was kind of the last sort of semi-slow day that I had. And then business has really picked up for me with kind of all aspects of things, like trying to manage my son and his schoolwork. Um, my main job of, you know, being this sort of weird hybrid school counselor role has been really really busy um and then uh it's my secondary job which we don't really need to get into but it's just there's some online sales stuff has been slow so i've been working really hard to get a lot more things up there to try to uh spur a little bit more sales so yeah i just found out today that i'm kind of indefinitely working from home good is Yes, relieving because I, I do work at a, at a hospital. So if they don't need me there and I don't have to put myself at risk of going, getting ill, um, I'm doing all kind of telephone therapy appointments and it's been busy. Mm -hmm. I don't even, I lost track how many people I was talking to today over the phone, but um, there's a lot going on. There's certainly plenty of things I can be doing from home. So it's it's good, at least in the near future, I'll be doing that mm -hmm. it's weird not leaving the house ever except for going on brief walks or right. something welcome to my life I was telling my wife i was like hey it's the weekend and we're here all right for me it's not just the weekend it's also spring break Woo! nice yeah so one of the things that we've been doing to spice things up is recording we don't want to hear about your personal life uh, oh, I thought, sorry. I thought that's where that was going. <laughs> thought, thought going in a different direction. Yeah. Now, I did uh, play D&D &D last night. It's, <laughs> there's no other role-playing games going on. 
Well, that's too bad. So, yeah, I had fired a topic off to you for a future episode. Uh, something I've thought about in the past, this idea of perfect albums, because we've been mm-hmm. talking about music quite a bit, learning about new music. And I was thinking about albums that I go back to and feel very comfortable listening to the whole thing, not trying to skip anything, not feeling like there's a weak link in the right. album, just start to finish. It's solid. Like It doesn't have to be a famous album or a famous artist, but like what are albums that you consider to be perfect? And we were going bouncing ideas back and forth and wanted to bring together maybe three or four examples each mm-hmm. and make an episode out of it. So yeah, uh, we got some listener, some uh, feedback uh, previously, and we'll go through those as well. So mm-hmm. just wanted to remind ourselves that other people have been chiming in on this idea before we do ours. Do you want to, do you want to mention theirs? We can do that. So a few people chimed in. They talked about uh, Joshua tree as a, a perfect album that they really appreciated. Sort of took them back to a certain time and place. Uh, the other one was, I think bare naked ladies stunt. Mm-hmm. And that's a, band that I saw perform live in Minnesota when we were hanging out together back in the late 90s uh, with some of our classmates. We went to that concert. I'm trying to remember who opened for them, and I can't remember that piece of information. But uh, do, do you want to shout out who, uh, you know, who did that? If you have it handy, I do not. Uh, I do, I think. Uh, Joshua Tree was... Ooh, I don't know how to how to even say that. <laughs> they're uh, they're um, phonetically. Their Twitter their Twitter handle is at Doctor Sinant S I N A N T, and that was Joshua Friend Tree. Friend of the and, pod, yes. And I'm uh, I'm sure for a lot of people, Joshua Tree might might make that list. Um, Longtime listeners may know that I'm I'm not a big U2 guy personally, but uh, I do know that a lot of people, you know. We've talked really about it. I, mean, I really enjoyed early U2, and then it sort of went in different directions. Yep. And I then, didn't follow along so much. I believe it was uh, Kylie Perkins at Robot Winky. <laughs> RBT Winky uh, is the Twitter handle for the Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. Which was a little bit of a su- surprising choice. Not that I. I think ill of that band. It's just not, I haven't, like I own that album. I own the CD for, for what that's worth. I'm, I'm a, I'm a plead the fifth on this one. And I don't remember the last time I've listened to the whole thing, but it made me consider like, I should go, I should go give that whole album a try again. Um, I've been so preoccupied with listening to new stuff that I haven't gone backwards until the last few days as we've been talking about this Yeah. to, listen to all the music that I've been listening to since my formative years in the eighties and nineties. Well, I mean, you know, that is, uh, kind of a, a, the point also, or one of the points of listening to a lot of new music is then your old stuff becomes new again. I find that for me constantly. Like I really get into something, some new bands or even like a whole new genre. And I have a lot of fun with that and really do a deep dive on it. And then, you know, you get, nostalgic for something and it's fun to come back to it because you haven't been you know listening to it 
you know, all the time. Like I, you know, we all know those people that have gotten stuck in a certain point in time and, you know, never really branched beyond that. And that's all they listen to. And I, I think that it, it does get kind of stale for almost anybody when you don't keep finding new music. And then it's really fun to go back to the old stuff again. And that was more or less a rationale for the vault episode we had with Chad. Of right, right, right. What music sort of needs to take a break, be retired for a little while, so we can appreciate other stuff, including maybe other stuff that that band isn't as well known for. Right. So shout out to a past episode. So do you mm-hmm. want to go first with one of your selections? Um, well, I kind of ended up... I mean, <laughs> this is one of those topics that I'm going to be kicking myself. Like, I'm going to say my three and then, you know, either you're going to say something or somebody's going to respond to us. And I'm going to be like, oh, my God, how did I not think the of that one? Is we're both quarantined and we could record again <laughs> with <laughs> yeah. more selection, more perfect albums. So and literally perfect album was the extent of the criteria that you gave me. like, And I gave a little additional information as we were talking, but that was kind of the gist of it. Like, an album yeah, you don't there. There's not a, there's not a track or two that you're like, yeah, I want to skip this. Right. So I, you know, I think that that was kind of what stuck in my head was one that I tend to listen to all the way through and enjoy every single track on it. It doesn't really mean that I think that like every single track is, you know, the greatest song ever, but just that the entire album is really consistent, really high quality. Every time I listen to it, I tend to listen to the whole thing. It was kind of where I started from. So, so there's some records that I think are maybe more important to me or, you know, tend to have more critical acclaim that when I started with, they didn't quite reach that criteria for me. Like there'd be one or two annoying songs or annoying is maybe the wrong word, but like songs that I tend to skip if I'm listening to them. So like, okay, computer by Radiohead, like that tends to be at the very, very, very top of people's that aren't named Mike's (laughs) lists of like greatest albums of the last, you know, however long like it always is up there at the top but there are one or two songs that i tend to skip so it didn't make the cut for me um same with like i really wanted to put like the chemical brothers first record on this list but like when i listened to it i was like oh yeah i do tend to skip this one and that one so you know there's a lot that are really dear near and dear to me like you know even the whole led zeppelin like the glory years of led zeppelin like led zeppelin one through physical graffiti like almost every one of those records, as great as they are, have like, you know, one or two songs that I tend to skip. So they didn't make the cut. So those would be those would be my runners up. Okay. So you got those <laughs> so out of the way. We'll, we'll go one. with. So from, you've, you've thrown Led Zeppelin four under the bus. You know, the Led Zeppelin four was the one that I considered the most strongly. And if, if you're going to go there, I'll, I'll support you on that. I mean, I think the big the big thing that trips people up on that record would probably be stairway and that's more in the from the vault criteria than um than that it's a terrible song it's just you know it's stairway it's like Freebird is maybe the only one that's like more in that category but anyway first one for me and going into the wayback machine is american beauty by the grateful dead um People that aren't as familiar with the dead or that are just kind of more familiar with their reputation might sort of think of 15 minute long jam band 
songs because that's kind of what their live shows became, especially over the years. Wait for it. Yeah. However, American Beauty is, I believe, their second uh, full release. And this is when they're a much more acoustic, um, very sort of country or Americana. Not that that was, I think, even a word when that <laughs> came out. But influence. NPR all the time. Yeah. You're listening to Americana Sundays. Right. Um, but that is, and the songs are relatively short. They are succinct really um great songs all the way through um it always makes me think of if anybody watched uh freaks and geeks um the last episode that's the school counselor brings up listening to that record as one that he listens to because he can't start it and stay in a in a bad mood if he listens to it all the way through and that sort of punctuates the very end of the episode that you know, was supposed to lead to a season two that never happened, but um, just a consistently great record all the way through. If you've never gotten into any of the dead because you've been put off by sort of their, you know, 70s and onward reputation, I encourage you to go back and visit it. It's probably um, I mean, you, we play Truckin' and that's probably a song that, you know, from like classic rock radio if you listen to it. But um, the rest of the record is really, really good as well. And um probably a little bit different than you sort of think of the dead. Excellent. Do you want to, should we go back, bounce back and forth? Yeah, yeah. You bring up your first. So a little bit, I'll do a little bit of a precursor as you were talking about, cause there's, you know, some albums that I was, was thinking of, uh, like for example, no angel by Dido. Like I've heard that album so many times. It's like such a perfect, like make out album, <laughs> but it's not an album that I would listen to driving in the car or like more or less by myself. Like I like all the songs on there and it's very listenable and it sort of serves a good purpose, but I wouldn't kind of put it in the same category of something I would listen to at any time. Note to self future, future episode, perfect makeout albums yeah. from, from two dudes with little to no game. Right. Well, <laughs> Hey, I've been married for a long time. So, um, <laughs> So I was thinking, I was thinking about certain albums like that, and they didn't necessarily make the cut. Um, and there's some albums that I feel like I just shouldn't be allowed to talk about. Like I'm not going to say like Pro Jam 10 and go on for you know 20 minutes about that. I mean, but I did strongly consider that one. It's you know pretty consistent all the way through. Yeah, like there's there's not a a song I dislike on that album. The one thing that I think could be considered points against it in terms of like, well, you're going to skip something is release has a long instrumental. Yeah, yeah it does yeah. to it. And which is fine. Mm -hmm. um, but some people might not be in for that. And right. ne nevermind has the same issue with that hidden track. That's on some of the CDs. Mm, yeah. After, after the final song plays, it goes on for like 10, 13 more minutes. Um, you mean just of silence? I mean, that's going to like, it's going to get rid of, that was such a thing in the nineties. There's so many that are going to get thrown out. If you're uh, counting the the fact that they hit a track and made there be all that silence against. Yeah. Them. Endless nameless, I think <laughs> was the name of the track. So anyway, like, things yeah. like that. And I almost feel like it's sort of silly to mention it, but I, I think it's just the first album that came to mind when I was thinking about this is appetite for destruction. <laughs> You just hit number two on my list. 
<laughs> so the track list for Appetite for Destruction is absurd. Uh, I remember I, I sent you the track list for the beginning of a Van Halen, Van Halen album. I was like, wow, this is such a loaded album. And you're like, thanks, Lester Banks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know I'm not reinventing the wheel. Right. Um, I don't even know what you'd cut. It's 12 songs. So it starts out, Welcome to the Jungle, It's So Easy, Night Train, Out to Get Me, Mr. Brownstone, Paradise City. That's side one. Yep. Side two, My Michelle, Think About You, Sweet Child of Mine, You're Crazy, Anything Goes, and ends with just maybe one of the best songs to ever end an album of all time and Rocket Queen. Yeah. It's just a murderer's row, and you can listen to that entire album straight through. You could hit shuffle on that album, and like nothing, you're not having a bad time. There's could... no way that you want to skip anything. I could hear arguments for like my way or one of those being like kind of, eh, that you know, people skip over, but you know, Oh, anything goes. Or, yeah. Sorry. Anything goes. Or what was the other one? What's the second track on? Think, side about, two? You. think about you. Yeah. I mean, I still, I still think they're great songs. I mean, yeah. you can, you can keep talking. I can talk about it cause it's on my list too. Well, yeah, no, jump in. I mean, I think that this is like, the only thing that keeps people from, and I think it's still, you know, largely recognized as being a really, really great record. But I think the only thing that keeps it from being like regarded as like, you know, the perfect sort of Rolling Stones album of the, you know, late eighties, uh, is just the fact that they're, the, you know, the the drop off after that was was pretty precipitous. I mean, I know you've put together your perfect. Uh, track list for Usual Illusion 1 and 2, but um, you know, Guns N' Roses got big and bloated and you know, kind of ridiculous in a hurry whereas this record is just perfect. Like, if you know this had come out in 1972 as a Stones album, it would probably just be number one of everybody's greatest rock record list ever forever, forever, always. Like, only the it makes me think as because Queen and Queen had a, a much longer like high point. Yep. But it seems like if they ever were to make a movie celebrating Guns N' Roses, like we did an episode on the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, the Motley Crue documentary or I shouldn't say documentary movie that is on Netflix still. So everyone's trapped inside. I guess you could go watch it. Um, but. Yeah, for a very brief span of time, which didn't feel brief at all back then, but looking at back over the last 30 years, they kind of came and went pretty quickly. Um, but when they were on top of the world, like they were on top of the world. It was amazing. Well, and, and even if you shave it down further, just that period of time where Appetite was all you had, like they were, you know, like the biggest band, they were sort of dangerous they were scary they had that just you know again the rolling stones is what i always kind of come back to like they were the stones with like even more of an edge it was like this great rock record you know borderline metal that's was you know big at the time but you know it's it's hard to kind of go back and recapture even you know the second like lies and especially like use your illusion came out like they started to turn into this sort of different 
beast at that point. But when this record came out, it had the original cover that got banned and then it was the skulls cover and it was just, you know, it was rock and roll at its best. They were a little bit scary. Your parents hated it. Like everything was great about it. So I get chills anytime I hear this. And that's just one track on here. So, uh, so quick story. Uh, my <laughs> my lab partner in eighth grade, uh, uh, Melissa, I won't shout out her last name, uh, who I thought was super cute, was like definitely rock chick, definitely, you know, in with the sort of stoner crowd. And again, my lab partner thought she was really cute. And she sang that song one day. And I didn't know what it was yet. I hadn't gotten the record yet. Oh, my. Yeah, and I went out that night and <laughs> acquired it. And, you know, it was it's like an almost famous. I know. Yeah. It was, she was like, you don't know what that is? And I was like, no, like, you know. So what's the next uh, title on your list? All right. Well, we just did it. It was it, it was appetite was my was my second choice. Uh, so I don't know if we want to do one of yours before I bring home like my my sort of modern era, more recent choice. So, yeah, I can I can go with the next one. And it's kind of an, somewhat of the same genre of sorts. And I was just listening to this again today, uh, walking my son around the neighborhood. And it's an album that really reminds me of my brother because he played it so much. I can't even begin to calculate how many times I've heard this entire album straight through. But Shake Your Money Maker by The Black Just an amazing album. Like his vocals, the guitars, kind of like a bluesiness to it. You were talking about the Stones earlier. It's almost like I, I read a review earlier. Uh, just gearing up for this and the reviewer it's on Rolling Stone It's uh, he writes Steel Wheels is a good album and all but this is how the Stones might sound today if Keith had spent his salad days banging steroids instead of smack <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know one of the things I like to do is just go through the different you know tracks and there's a lot of hits that this album had, but even songs that didn't make it big. As you're listening to the album, there's nothing you want to skip. Right. You know, um, they had the hit with Hard to Handle. Um, Otis Redding. Otis Redding, yes, mm-hmm. which we've talked about. I didn't realize that was a cover for way too long. I, yeah, I thought about just saying everything that Big O ever recorded for this uh... <laughs> That's one of my choices because I, I I love him so much. So gotta gotta shout him out. So twice as hard, jealous again, sister luck could have been mm-hmm. so blind, seeing things hard to handle, thick and thin. She talks to angels, which was another huge hit. Yep. And then it ends with uh, strutting blues and and stare cold. And I remember seeing those titles, and I couldn't exactly remember how the song went but listening to those songs today i was like yeah i would i wouldn't like these are good songs like this whole album is solid uh 10 songs like 44 minutes Uh, and the other albums of theirs too i like to listen to without really skipping anything um but 
this album is just something I always go back to. Well, you're not going to get any arguments from me. It's you know one of my very favorites as well. You, you know the Rick Rubin story associated with this? I don't. So, uh, you know, big fan of Rick Rubin. He was the producer on this record. Uh, and he didn't think they were edgy enough. He wanted them to rename themselves something ridiculous like the Ku Klux Klan or something like that. <laughs> and it's, it's edgy. Yeah, I don't know. And, and they yeah. pushed back. They refused to do it. And uh, so when it, he – wasn't sure that it was going to be anything because he thought they, they needed that, you know, sort of edgy image thing to go with the record. And so for the first however many thousands of pressings, his name's not on it. And then when it became a hit, suddenly <laughs> produced by Rick hey. Rubin magically. And if you've ever watched like they're behind the music, they talk about it and they're not, you know, super kind about it. Um, so, yeah. Here's how the album starts off. So it just sort of grabs you right away with this, and then it kicks in. This is twice as hard, by the way, if you haven't heard this. And it's just, uh, I like, I don't have the musical vocabulary that you do, but just seems like there's these really pure like musical harmonies going on and throughout this album, and it's just it's very smooth, yeah. but at the same time has like a little bit of a rawness to it, which maybe doesn't make sense combined, but it's go it's go to for me every time I have to do karaoke. I've done, oh, yeah. I've done that song. I do uh, "Jealous" again a lot. I used to do uh, "She Talks to Angels." Like I feel like it's a little, a little bit much. Like you, you hear it all the time. "Line of the Angels" by Slaughter. <laughs> that is difficult to do. That dude gets up there. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the big favorite of mine. Uh, I mean, I don't know what's happening with it now, given the current uh, status of the world but they were in the midst of doing a tour where they were reuniting most of the original lineup and playing that album i was frankly a little bit on uh, I, I wasn't sure if i wanted to go support it because uh the brothers robinson have gotten a little bit of big heads as you know life went on and not only fighting with each other but they uh, they didn't want to rehire the band as equal partners. They wanted to just pay themselves and pay the band kind of a pittance to come along with them on the road. So one or two of them declined, and I just thought it was kind of an unclassy act to like get the originals back together and not kind of. I mean, I, I have no doubt that that the brothers Robinson, you know, wrote a lot of that music and were you know responsible for you know. A huge part of what that album is but still you know if you're gonna get the whole band back together like you know pay everybody like they're part of a band still not like they're session players so kind of kind of unclassy but yeah. but still great 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 record and and speaking of uh brother drama it leads right into your next album with oasis <laughs> No. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. uh, you know, I bet you that that first Oasis album would make a lot of people's lists. It will never, ever, in a thousand years, make mine. 
uh, we discussed, you know, for, in the last podcast that uh, that you're not you know, a music snob, apparently. There's no wrong answers about pop music. Like you, it, the fact that I have a strong opinion doesn't invalidate yours or anyone else's. But I cannot stand that album or them in general. They they are one of those records that'll be playing in hell if such a place existed for me in the afternoon. <laughs> Well, you've had an album, we shared an album, and then I took another one, so you're definitely up. Yeah, yeah. So this last one, I, I'm guessing, was not anywhere near your list. and um, But uh, I was trying to think of one from recent years, because you, you hear this from people a lot of times. Like, you know, there's no good music anymore, blah, blah, blah. So um, I am going with a record called A Moment Apart by Odessa who I've probably brought up at some point on our uh, – by the way, if you're, you're trying to find that. Oh, I got it. Oh, okay. All, right. <laughs> um, they, all the records are great. Their, their last two, I think, both could have made this list. They're both ones that I will listen to all the way through. But their most recent, which is A Moment Apart, is near and dear to my heart. I've listened to it over and over and over and over and over again the last three years or so. Um so I don't know quite where to put them genre-wise. There's definitely sort of a good track to play here to give folks a taste. It doesn't matter. Don't don't start at the first one just because it's it's got a little voice and and I'm, and not guessing, much music. Yeah, I'm guessing intro. Yeah, skip the, the intro. Yeah, title track. Yeah, yeah, do it. So is this one of your EDM jams? So you definitely wouldn't call them EDM, but they, there is definitely an electronic component to, I mean, I think the core group is two people from Seattle. Um, when they go out on the road, they tend to bring other musicians with them, but it's two people that are sort of the main focus. Um, I've heard amazing things about their live show, so hopefully once we have those again, <laughs> there will be an opportunity yeah. to see them. Uh, they're somebody that plays Red Rocks and puts on a huge show every time they do it. They'd be a great one for us to go there to witness sometime. I've seen their past performances where they brought out like an entire drum line to start their show and all kinds of great stuff. Uh, but it is electronic in some ways, but... Lots of great vocalists, um, lots of real instruments mixed in there as well. Uh, very, I don't want to say mellow exactly, but it's not like it's it's dance music. It's not like a 120 BPM or higher. Like it's it's much more of a listening affair than than a you know get out on the dance floor and you know drops and whatnot. So are there, is it mostly kind of instrumental? Are there lyrics throughout? No, I, I would say most songs have a vocalist on them. I don't th think it's ever the two of them singing. I think it's always guest vocalists, but almost everyone has either a vocal or I guess sometimes it's more of like a vocal sample that might kind of repeat a lot. It, it does vary a little bit now that I, I think about it more, but um, a lot of them are just a more of a traditional song structure where there's verses and kind of chorus and whatnot, but excellent. I'll definitely have to listen to it. I think I've maybe heard pieces. Yeah. They're kind of a weird one in that um, 
I, I see them come up a lot as people really liking them, but I don't know that they really have a place that they fit so much on the radio. So, um, you know, kind of a lot like, you know, above and beyond that we've mentioned a bunch of times. They're another one that like is really big, like they sell out all over the place, but I feel like a lot of people also aren't really aware of who they are. Like it's like a lot of people are into them and huge fans and a lot of people have never heard of them because there's just not a, you know, they're not going to play the Super Bowl. They're not necessarily going to fit in most radio formats. So a lot of people are kind of unaware that they exist. Okay. Cool. Well, I'll offer a final album here and yep. sake of sake of uh, time. So I was, I should have made one that was more recent, uh, but I feel like I've talked about Dead Sarah so much in previous podcasts <laughs> that people would be like, enough about Dead Sarah. Sure. Uh, but their their debut album is, I, I love that album <clears throat> and every song on there. But, but going back to the mid-90s once again, and this is an album that I missed during that time, and it wasn't until I was spending a lot more time with my wife and like what she was listening to that I learned appreciation for uh, Great Divide by Semisonic. Mm -hmm. So their initial album, which does not feature Closing Time. Uh, <laughs> Closing Time is on their second album, Feeling sure. Strangely Fine, which everyone probably has heard. Uh, you're familiar with that song. But if you go backward these days in Spotify or whatever you listen to, go to their first album, turn that on, and just listen to the whole thing. Because it is... There's all these kind of genres. I don't know if you call it alt rock or what semi-sonic would fall into. I mean, that's definitely where they got played at the time was that quote unquote alternative, which is the dumbest term of, you know, ever. But, you know, that was a radio genre and that's where they were getting played at the time. The, the vocalist Dan Wilson is a pretty famous songwriter, yep. not just for semi-sonic, but for other artists, including Adele and other people over the years. So this is their debut effort with him. I think for the most part, he's writing the, the songs, the lyrics uh, about relationships, love and loss and all this other stuff. And it, all the songs kind of are catchy or interesting. Uh, they just flow really well. There's Again, there's not a track that is out of place. Like it seems like, oh, this was sort of weak. They could have cut that. Uh, it's just, it's really, really solid. And they're from here in Minnesota, so that's always nice. Let's play a little bit of... This track is called Across the Great Divide. Over mountains That's where my love lives A long, long ride to sunland Here where I did this Across the Great Divide So check out this album if you've if you're only familiar with closing time by semisonic you're really missing out because they have a lot of other good music to offer uh yeah like i said uh in songwriter circles he's really well regarded i know i've heard i forget what the exact quote was from my boy ryan adams who by the way his heartbreaker album i strongly considered for this but uh I know it, I've heard him say at one point that like, you know, when I wrote this record, I just tried to think, you know, for each song, you know, would, uh, sorry, I'm blanking on his name right now. 
Dan Wilson. Would Dan Wilson like this song? Would Dan is this a Dan Wilson song? Like I wrote this whole record thinking I, I want this to sound perfectly like a, a Dan Wilson song would. So, um, you know, high praise in my book. Yeah. So those are are my three choices. I could go deeper into this, but I'd rather. Uh, air on the side of having to do a second episode. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think well, what I'd love to hear is from more people, friends that listen to this, but you know, other listeners as well. Just kind of what else, you know, is that perfect album for you? What do you listen to and not skip a single track? Yeah, so definitely hit us up. You can contact me at the IDM on Twitter and uh, at Geekzinga for me. I've I've, I've been trying to be more active on on Twitter. I've been posting not every day because life got busy, but frequently stuff about, you know, the the various online performances that are happening, online festivals for EDM. Apparently there's going to be a lot of drops, so I got to get ready for that. Yeah, it's next weekend. So in my guest room with my computer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we will the crazy. bass drop we will the bass drop uh insomniac has another uh, virtual festival on twitch and youtube this weekend that's who puts on um you know electric daisy carnival and a lot of the other big festivals around the country um so that's happening actually right now and tomorrow night um i don't know how fast we'll get this out there but i'm sure they're going to continue to do stuff and the one that uh i posted to you on twitter is next weekend so by the time people hear this they'll have time to go and find a lot of great uh electronic artists in that festival and you know some that i don't like but we won't we won't get into that yeah well no it brings us something i wanted to close on because i know earlier in the week i was talking about some things that i i didn't enjoy like certain video games and other things that just did not really agree with me. Yeah. It feels nice to talk about something that I really appreciate and adore and celebrate. Yeah. I think that's a, it's a good thing. We should probably all do more often, not tear down the stuff we don't like, but talk up the performers and the creators and the things that we really enjoy. And we both managed to avoid making the other one groan on this one. Like you didn't try to throw you know tesla out there and i didn't try to throw okay computer or well, ryan adams you, album out there and... you did fire a warning shot at me <laughs> pardon me i just said i'd make fun of you if you did it yes and i said you know five man acoustical jam is an album that i will listen to a lot and celebrate i even know like when it was recorded and i've mentioned it on twitter before like hey it's been so many years since tesla recorded that album. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I love song as a special place in my heart but uh yeah you know i i still would have made fun of you if you had tried to bring that up as a perfect album so this was fun this was good yeah and um we since i don't think quarantine's going anywhere minnesota's shelter in place for two weeks so we'll probably mm-hmm. be back fairly soon yes indeed <laughs> All right, well, you enjoy uh, Tiger King or whatever that show is. (laughs) You know I will. (laughs) I'll talk to you later. Yeah, see ya.